All right, guys, welcome back. Last week, I gave myself a challenge of sorts. I wanted to see if I could dedicate a show to the sacrifices of a coach. I did not think I was capable of accomplishing this task, nor did I really think that I could get an entire show from it. It really began as an experiment on my end, more or less. Um, But before we begin to discuss why I decided to do this and where it eventually led me, I want you to understand this is for you just as much as it is for me. I want this show to serve as a reminder of everything our coaches willingly put themselves through for the benefit of their families. Because at the end of the day, I truly do believe it is for the benefit of their families and providing for their families. I want this to be one of those episodes you go back and listen to when you're feeling like you just cannot in no shape, form, or fashion get up and do this another day. So pull out your phone and press play to get through it and find that motivation, that wherewithal to say, all right, I got to get up. I got to press play. I got to show up. I also want coach to have something forever ingrained (laughs) somewhere to go back to on those days when he and I are struggling um, that says at the end of it all, I truly do understand his side of the equation. I may not always verbalize it. I may not be good at verbalizing it, but I truly do appreciate his sacrifice and day-to-day struggle just as much as my own. So what was the challenge? So the challenge was finding a more positive or constructive way of assessing the difficulties we experience by being a coach's wife. That led into me attempting to view the things we wives struggle with and vent about on a day-to-day basis from a coach's vantage point. <laughs> Fun stuff, right? So this is my first time taking a deep dive into the sacrifices of a coach, taking an unbiased view into what they give up daily. I'm a little embarrassed to admit that. This is season seven for me, and I've only ever looked at this job on a surface level, and more often than not, how it affected me and even my children. So I would say shame on me for that. And I truly, truly mean that because you're a couple, which means there's two people in that relationship. So anything that you go through should be looked at from two sides. But we don't always tend to do that. Um, So this was an extremely humbling exercise for me. One that coach does not even know (laughs) that I have done. (laughs) Um, So here we are. Do you know what the definition of a sacrifice is? I thought I did. (laughs) And then I looked it up. (laughs) Um, So there are three different definitions that we'll just briefly discuss before we get into my list. The first definition is the biblical version of what a sacrifice is. And that would be an offering of someone's life. We're not sacrificing people here, at least not in our program. So that one does not apply here and we can eliminate it immediately. So the second one reads the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. 
We can eliminate this one as well, because if your coach is anything like mine, then he will never agree his career is more important or more worthy in comparison to his family life, no matter how many times I argue the contrary to that point. He's just never going to agree. So the third reads, to give up something important or valued for the sake of other considerations. This is the only definition that fits, that somewhat fits the equation here. But what are those considerations that the definition mentions? Well, we've already discussed that. That would be providing for their family. So what are the actual sacrifices of the coach. The first one that I came up with is family time. And this term is so general. So let's elaborate on what family time actually looks like or what it could look like outside of coaching if they were to have a quote unquote normal job. Here's the first shocker (laughs) in this example. It's actually more than quality time with you, the wife, and your children if you have them. And yeah, you heard that right. I said that. And trust me, I'm just as shocked as you that I actually began to think like a coach in this process, but I did. And if I'm being honest, you're not his only family. And that's reality. He also sacrifices the time with his parents, his siblings, his nieces or nephews, his grandparents, and his friends. And I don't know about you, but my husband is a family guy through and through. His mama is his best friend. His daddy is his sports guy. His sisters are many BFMs second to his mama. I mean, this is the same guy who gave up the opportunity of playing overseas because of what that would mean for his future family. Family is everything to him. Um, And his friends, our friends, are our family as well. They are our chosen family. And so all of that is a sacrifice because in his day-to-day operation, he has to solely rely on teeny tiny pockets of time between trips from home and to the gym and from the gym home or recruiting trips or running errands here and there. He has to solely rely on those small pockets of time to catch up with the people who have helped shape and mold him his entire life. That's a major sacrifice beyond just husband and wife quality time or father and child quality time that we don't always account for in this grand scheme of things when we are breaking down what all we give up in this coaching life. So number two would be his work hours. And I know we have all watched our coach get up at the crack of dawn, get home at midnight or later just to get three to four hours of sleep and get up and repeat it all over again the next day because that's the requirement. Not just Monday through Friday though, because this job is Sunday to Sunday more often than not, especially during the season. There are times during this season where coach works 14 days straight and I've kept count before. He doesn't have the luxury of being sick. There's no such thing as PTO or sick time in coaching, at least not in reality, right? They take their meds and they pray that they work 
and carried themselves right on into that office and that gym the very next day because he has to show up for practice and film and meetings and the game and even go on recruiting trips regardless of how he feels. There are no personal days. Vacation time does not really apply here. It's really a joke in this profession. Yes, on paper, it's offered by law when you go through the whole rigmarole of the HR onboarding process. Of course, yes. But having the time or the ability to actually utilize it, yeah, right. (laughs) All right, so next, number three is home. (laughs) Um, As a wife, we are constantly complaining that when coach is home, He's not truly present. Or in my case, I always tell him when you're home, you're not truly home. I know that's a huge one. We've discussed this before on the Instagram page. That in of itself is a sacrifice, guys. And hear me out because we don't tend to view it that way. But not being able to disconnect or leave the job at the office when 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock rolls around is a sacrifice for them. The truth is we ask them to leave it at the office. We ask them to leave basketball or football or baseball or soccer or softball at the office when they come home. But given all of their responsibilities, it just isn't possible. They cannot be as effective as they need to be at their job if they put their phone down every single time we ask them to do it. They need to answer those calls from the other coaches to network. He has to be available for the crisis that one of his players that he cares so much about is going to have after business hours or during date night because it's never going to be convenient. The crisis never happens during office hours. Take it from me. The crisis always happens when you're relaxing, watching a show, or out on a date, drinking some wine. That is always when the crisis happens. But he has to be available. He he has to know every single play for his upcoming scout. He has to watch the film sessions at home. Because there's not enough hours in the day to do it in the office. He has to be aware of everything his players post on social media. You do not want an NCAA violation going sight unseen until they find out about it. It's not going to be good for anybody involved. Trust me. And then job movement within his particular industry is something that he must be on top of as well, because that could mean job movement for him and for you. So he has to know about this stuff when it's actually happening, real time. These aren't all things he wants to do with his free time, quote unquote. They're just tools which make him more efficient at his job. It makes him more employable. So he has to do these things. It has to be a part of his routine in order for him to be the best coach that he can possibly be going forward. All right, so on to the next one. And we kind of briefly touched on a part of this. Number four would be stress. And under that, the bullets would be emotional, physical, and mental. Emotional, we briefly covered. Um, 
by discussing their time away from family and then having to relive events through conversation, pictures, video of, you know, all of those moments he wishes he was actually physically present for. Those are things that he constantly replays in his mind, whether he admits that to you or not. He internalizes those feelings. He also internalizes feelings of being a constant disappointment to you. And he does that because we are constantly reminding them of what we're disappointed with. The events he didn't make, the events you didn't get to make because he couldn't be there to watch the kids and so on and so forth. We don't keep those frustrations to ourselves. We tell him all about it. And so obviously he's replaying that and he's very mindful about the fact that there could be harbored resentment under the surface of your dealings with him. So then add to that the players that he loves so much, he's constantly worrying about what they're doing, what they're not doing, what they could do better and what they just outright refuse to do, whether it's on the court, on the field or otherwise. That's all emotional stress. And they won't always tell you that they are dealing with that emotional stress. And so that takes a toll in of itself. And then you add on that the physical stress. I never actually thought of coaching as a physical stressor when we first got into this whole lifestyle. However, my coach is on injury and surgery number two of his coaching career. He's currently in rehab stages, but both injuries were pretty significant injuries. Um, His first one, he tore his pec major at 80%. And then more recently, back in November, uh, he had a complete rupture of his patellar tendon. That's a lot on one person's body in a short period of time. Um, Because I think his injuries are three years apart, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And so all of that is just due to attempting to keep up with an 18 to 20 something year old young man that they coach on a daily basis. You then have to factor in the fact that they're constantly driving up and down the highways for hours and hours. They're driving due to recruiting, obviously. And then on top of that, they're having to sit in these gyms without back support for these extended periods of time. And this is happening over years and years and years. And again, this is a lot of stress on one person's body, even if you've never had a significant injury or surgery to add on top of that. And so I brought back to this fact that my husband actually brought to my attention that a significant number of college coaches end up with hip replacements later in life. That's not something to look forward to, guys. Hip replacement typically carries a major reduction in life expectancy post-op. And I know that due to my medical background. So it's not a little surgery. It's no joke. You cannot take that lightly. You can't take that stress on someone's body lightly. And then you go to the mental stress. Coaches live under an extremely well-lit microscope every minute of every single day in this fast-paced, results-driven industry. He indefinitely knows someone else 
is always after his job. He is aware that his job could be up for grabs at any moment after any given season and for any given reason. So imagine having the perfect season and still not being good enough. Imagine being perfect at your job, whatever that job is or was, and someone saying, yeah, you've done exactly every single thing we outlined for you to do and you were successful at it, but it just still wasn't enough and we need more from someone else at this point. Imagine winning every single game but the tournament. You had the perfect regular season, but you lost the championship game, and that's the only game that mattered, and it cost you your job. Because at that school, the tournament is the expectation. Perfection doesn't exist in the real world, guys. And yet, in our husband's work industry, perfection is the expectation. It's unrealistic, only that in this world, it's not. Because it's his day-to-day reality. The pressure, the urgency, the scrutiny, and the never-ending judgment of the fans and the media never lets up. There are sports forums specifically dedicated to bashing these coaches for any and everything. It's insane. I mean, imagine every person in the world having an opinion on how you perform your job and that opinion carrying some sort of weight to some degree. I end up thinking back to Tennessee searching for a new coach recently and not going with who they originally wanted strictly because the fans disapproved. Like, are you kidding me? The fans are your deciding factor and a coach. Forget all the reasons that you initially wanted him as your hire. Now you're going in a different direction just because the the fans didn't receive it the way you wanted them to. It's beyond me. It is, oh gosh, it is an unbelievable amount of pressure. They don't lead normal lives as coaches. He has to always be aware of his surroundings and how he presents in those surroundings. He is always an extension of the school and the program, on campus and off, on duty and off. I think of how conscious my husband is in something as simple as making sure he does not wear school gear if he's going somewhere that he will be having a drink. And to be that conscious or to feel as if you have to be that conscious, With something as simple as social drinking or enjoying a day off, that has to be mentally exhausting. To try and have the forethought in everything that you do accounting for the possibility that someone somewhere could potentially see something and and misconstrue it to be something it's not, I I just, I, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine living my day-to-day life that way. And so then that takes me to number five, their free time. I am certain on some level, our coaches lose themselves. In their career, they have to make that sacrifice. They don't have the time for their own hobbies or to even explore new ones anymore. The ability to simply explore themselves at a new age or a new stage in life does not really exist. And honestly, if you think about it, 
Our coaches literally, literally spend every free moment they do get attempting to make up for the time they don't get. Whether it be with their family, their friends, their children, or just some alone time. They spend their free time making up for not having free time. Their time is no longer their own. And for example, my husband, his biggest sacrifice outside of everything that we're talking about here, but his biggest sacrifice in his free time is church on Sunday. We would go to church every single Sunday if that had not become the go-to day for makeup family time, so to speak. So instead of going to church, he uses Sunday to do the chores he wants to take off my plate. He uses Sunday to catch up on the shows we watch together. He takes on the brunt of running after the girls to give me as much of a break as he possibly can before he has to go to study hall that night and start the week all over again. That's a lot. (laughs) And then, so the last one, this has gone on long enough. I'm over my little 20-minute threshold, but just bear with me because we're wrapping it up. And my last one would be internal peace. So as a coach, I'm sure there are a lot of things running through their mind 24-7. They never get the ability to just completely shut everything off and shut everything out. And on that list, I'm pretty sure that some of these questions run through their mind, if not all of them at some point. Number one, am I doing the right thing? Number two, is my career really worth it in the end? Number three, will my family's resentment towards me outweigh them being proud of me at the end of my career? And number four, is my family suffering because of my career choices? I'm not sure where I thought this experiment of mine would take me. But we went pretty deep. And at the end of this, my takeaways are that as a couple, as a unit, our sacrifice is great. No one person's sacrifice outweighs the others. And that's a new feeling I've developed solely based on this experiment and this podcast episode. Another takeaway is we, and I say we, because I've talked to way too many of you ladies on Instagram and Facebook to know that we're on the same accord with a lot of this stuff, with most of this stuff. We are way too hard on our coaches and we tend to analyze their every single move instead of understanding their every single move. We need to start to remember or at least try to remember because we're not perfect and we're only human. But we do need to try to remember that we are not the sacrifice in this scenario. Even though it feels that way, we are not the sacrifice in this scenario. Your children are not the sacrifice in this scenario. We are actually the reason why in this scenario. And when you put that into perspective, a lot of things shift And a lot of things take on new meaning and new perspective. To any coach out there listening, because I know a lot of you or some of you do actually involve your coach when you listen to this podcast. And I appreciate it. And I think that's a very beautiful thing and a very great conversation starter. So to any coach out there listening to this, 
I just want to take a moment and say thank you for your tireless work ethic and your selfless dedication to others in your community. We see you, we value you, and we appreciate you. We are so very proud to be your wife and to call you coach. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at The Coach's Wife Chronicles, where I will make sure to update you on any new developments and all new upcoming episodes. 